But anyway, I feel like I can reach out and touch somebody with this. <laughs> Amen. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Praise God. Thank you again for coming. Thank you again for coming. I want to try to give you, let you know there is hope, no matter what the circumstances is in your life. Let me read these verses. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1 reads as follows. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was in the habits of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Now, I didn't mean to stop, but I'm going to stop, I guess, and a lot of this because the Holy Spirit's directing me to that just like that that's saying that thing, sometimes in life you can go through life and you can feel as if there ain't going to be no more rain and there's not even a dew is falling. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself in a brook, Cherith, that is before Jordan, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. What a God. So he went and did according as the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook of Cherith, and that was before Jordan, and the ravens brought him fresh bread and, and flesh in the morning and bread, bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Somebody say dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, go thee to Zarephath, which belongeth in, in Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he rose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was gathering there, gathering of sticks, and he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as he was going, and as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord God liveth, I have not but a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel. And a little oil and a cruise. How many of y'all know that God can do a whole lot with a little bit? And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. I remember uh, 4th of July. Mr. Bill, I was getting him and he said, son, I believe this is it. On 4th of July night, he he was hurting bad in his chest, and he said, this is going to be it right here. Well, that wasn't it. <laughs> well, just a couple, three nights ago, went in there again. The ambulance is on the way. He's sitting there again in bad, bad shape. And he said, son, this is the day, the day, this is the day I die. I just got down there and just cheated him, gathered, and we prayed in the name above all names. That name is Jesus. Then last night, Sister Debbie... <laughs> He was ready to dance again. Boy, God can do a whole lot with just a little bit. <laughs> Boy, he can take just a little bit old. He, he can take a heart that's wore out 
lungs that's decayed. Boy, he can breathe his Holy Ghost inside you. Shut your mouth. She said, as the Lord liveth, I have not but a cake. We're going to do this, and I'm going to feed my son. We're going to die. And Elijah said to her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said. And make me there of a little cake first and bring it to me. And after, and after make thee for thy son, for thee and thy son. Don't make sense. She didn't have that much. But for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. It's something that I'm so glad about the word of God is the word of God never changes. Now, I believe with all my heart the reason why the Lord has gave me this word today that all hope is not gone. Sometimes we can get in situations in life and things can happen that that can be said and maybe I'm not where you at. Hard times can come. Boy, I didn't like it tonight that we gathered around my daddy's bed and it was it. You don't think nothing about it until it's right there and, and it's happened. As I think about all that goes on in the church, I've got a brother back there that Brother Wade there has lost his sister. I think about that's got to hurt. I think about Pam and Patricia. Ain't lost a mother. Let me say it this way. The mother went on to glory and can't walk in there and talk to her like that anymore and it's got to hurt. Think about Reed that his best friend lost his wife. His wife went on to be with the Lord and I think about all that we went through last weekend. That's got to hurt. Think about Brother William back there that he's got a 21-year-old grandson has gone on to be with the Lord this weekend. That's got to hurt. Think about my father-in-law with the doctors come in and gave him how many days he had to leave, and that's got to hurt. Got a pastor friend down in Memphis that he has a heart problem in such a way that Brother Johnny knows this. A lot of times he takes natural glisten just to preach. It's got to hurt. Now he's got something like diverticulitis, and he's in a lot of pain with all that. It's got to hurt. Lane Barcroft called him this morning. Brother Benny has made it through cancer's home. He's been in the hospital for several days. Doctors have gathered around his bed. They've done every test that they know to do, but it seems like they can't find no answer for Brother Benny, and he's getting weaker every day. It's got to hurt. Sometimes you look off in a barrel and it seems like it's empty. But I come to tell you for the saints today, it's been a little while since I've been without grace. It's been a little while since I've been without mercy. It seemed like and I didn't know about it. It's been a little while since, look here, that I had to wake up. I was 27 years old the first day that I woke up the next morning and I had a man named Jesus that I knew had died for me and he had an Holy Spirit that bides inside of me that don't never leave me, won't never forsake me. It's been a while. And I want to tell you something about this God. He's been faithful. 
You don't know how faithful he's been to you. You don't know what the devil had planned for you. When you get to the Lord, you're going to see, but if it hadn't have been for the Lord, as David said, that was on my side, you don't know where you'd have been today. You don't know that thing that was being offered to you that was going to alter your life that you wasn't going to be no good to nobody and everybody done went on that's leaning over a banister up there in glory and all them saints that's up there in glory that's leaning over the banister. The Bible said in Hebrews 12, I believe it is, it says, seeing that we can pass about with such a great a cloud of witnesses. So let us lay aside. Let us look off in that barrel one more time. Let us think about it one more time. Let us think about this hope that we have in Jesus. It's a steadfast hope. It's a hope that don't ever leave us and don't ever forsake us. As a pastor, it's tough. When I see that failing, I don't have the answer to time. We don't want an answer. We, we just looking off in a barrel. We saying, look, it can't work, and, and it can't make it, but I come to tell you that there's all the saints that's gone on that's leaning over that banister. If they could talk to you, they said, honey, you're going to make it. You're going to look off in that barrel one day, and you're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised. Had a man to stand in my barn one day. His son, he got killed in a fire. He said, Brother Eddie, I remember going into a, church house said I had a good boy he was doing mission work when them trees fell on him that was burning I get to thinking about Jesus what he done he didn't just die for your sins he suffered at all points he 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 was bruised for your iniquities and everything that you would ever go through I just wrote down what he did at the cross look at he suffered pain he suffered suffering look at he suffered agony he he suffered loneliness he suffered grief there he suffered being alone he he suffered being rejected he suffered being ridiculed I just want to tell you saints of God if you don't think that God ain't went before you and already prepared what you was going to need for today you bad wrong I can't imagine how this woman was looking off in this barrel. Here comes this man, and God said, I want you to fix something for me. I just take that. It ain't got anything to do with that man. It has to do with the Lord. He's trying to show you when it don't look like it's nothing in there. Why don't you just jump on in there anyway? He'll sustain you, and he'll keep you. We know what the psalmist David said. The one that wrote, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. We know how he was suffering. We know how he had lost a son. We know how he was grieving, he was fasting, and he was praying. When it all got over and done with, and the Lord decided to take David's son home. As we was talking last night, Pam, there ain't no surprise to God. Sister Hope, I remember when your husband got in a pulpit when his sisters died and he's preaching his own sister's funeral. He said, I come to let you know that God didn't get up this morning and go, oops, I done messed up. God knows exactly what he's doing. Look at all you got to do is hold on and hold out and hold to him. Well, the Bible wasn't playing when it said you got to endure as a good soldier. 
The Bible wasn't in plan when it said you got to endure to the very end. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. But I'm going to tell you one thing. When God saved your soul, he supplied everything you was going to need to get to the end. I know sometimes you look off in the barrel. Sometimes, Brother Eddie, I can't make it. But I come to tell you, there's some folks that have gone on the glory that's ringing the bell out of glory. Said, hold on and hold out. Amen. God is good this morning. You need to be encouraged. You're sitting here this morning, you say, you're crazy, preacher. Why are you preaching such a thing? Why are these folks clapping? You're sitting there, not a thing's ever gone wrong with you. But you got a lot of life to live. Job said, life's full of trouble. All oh, one of these days, I don't know if your mom and daddy's going to be around or not. Your grandmom and your granddaddy probably won't be around. Life's going to slap you in the face. You go on and try what the movie stars and all the rich folks in the world would try because they got money. They said, I got money, I'm going to try something else. You try everything you want to try but Jesus, if that's what you want to do. But I come to tell you at the end, you won't have no answer. You won't have no plan. You won't have no relief. You'll still be miserable. You'll still be hopeless. You'll still be helpless. But I come to tell you, I'm preaching to you today that there's a man named Jesus. If you can get in touch with him, he said, call upon me and I'll I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which you know not. Oh, he's alive and well this morning. He's got everything you need. He would tell you, look here. Just come on and trust me one time. Put your hope, put your trust in me. Oh, I was looking at Psalm 121. It says, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills which cometh my help. My help coming from the Lord. I'm glad I can look up to the heavens today. I'm glad I'm looking to a risen Savior today. It ain't no Mohammed. It ain't no Buddha. He's alive and well today, and he's worthy to be praised. <laughs> Brother Eddie, what we got hope in? Oh, you got family. If you ain't got family, it's your own fault. I'm talking about if you ain't got a brother living, you still got family. You ain't got a sister that's living. By your mother or daddy, you still got family. If you ain't got an uncle aunt living, you still got family. See, God's coming back for the church. He's coming back for the church family. The Bible said we're all members of that body. It's like a hand. It's like a leg tied to this body. No, you got family. You just don't know that you got family. Look, if you don't have family, it's your own fault. Get yourself born again. Get in the body of believers. You got some family. If you don't watch it in this family of God that you're in, you'll realize that there's going to be people that's Christians like you are, that you'll have a better relationship with them that you got with your own blood kin. You know I'm telling you the truth. You'll be able to have conversation with people that you go to church with that you can't sit down with your brother and have a conversation. You'll have somebody that can pray for you when you're going through a hard time that your brother can't do it. Your mama ain't even married to do it. Your daddy ain't there but do it. But I tell you what, God will send somebody that's in your church family that's going to lift you up. <laughs> Boy, I love what the Bible said. It said, if God be for us. Oh, this morning you don't understand. I told him the other night, every time in my life, I didn't understand everything was going fine. Life just happens. There's hope in Christ. We got family. We got friends. We got, we got hope of having that. We got, we got hope of eternal life. We got hope in that. Oh, I'll tell you what you got hope in. You got hope in knowing that your loved one. Brother William told me, he said, Brother Eddie, you know the best news I got?
Now, he's going to tell me some good news of a 20. Look, my word, y'all, I, I, it's hard. Life's going to get hard. It is. Man, life's going to get you so down just like it did Job, where Job, his wife said, just cuss him and die. And Job said these words. He said, look, naked I can't. I didn't have nothing when I come here. If I got some clothes on my back, it's called God put them there. If I got some money in my pocket, God put them there. If I've got an air conditioner to get up under this evening, God put it there. If I've got a car to drive, God put it there. And if I'm on my way to heaven, it's because God put it there. God is good. God is good. Oh, yeah, we got hope. We got hope. We got, we got hope in, in Christ. Look here, because Jesus has come. Look here, he died so we could have hope. David had told him that he had two men leaning over him. That always happened. Thank God for the leaning people. They're a blessing too. You know, they, they bring you a sweet pie, Sister Pam, and, 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 and they leave you some sour prunes to go with it. They, they enter in the house, Josh, and they got you a good pie. And rather than telling you, look, it's going to be okay, when they leave the house, they say, well, it's going to get rough. Time you get through, you don't even want to pie. But David, he had a couple men leaning over him. His son had done, went on to glory. He was gone. They come in and said, man, I can't figure this out about you, David. You done prayed and you done fasted. We done seen you crying. We done seen you calling out to your God. And now you done went and took you a bath. You done got cleaned up. You done put on some more clothes. Look here. You're sitting there eating now like nothing's going on. David, what's going on? David had hope. David had hope. He, he, he didn't have hope in Delta Airlines or whatever some of the others are. He... He didn't have hope that he could get on a plane and, and he could leave the ground and he was going to land. But here's what David had hope in. He had hope in Jesus. He had hope what he knew. See, you need, you need to go and face some things. When you face some things and you get to know some things, it's going to make it easier on you. Now, however much time it's going to take you, look there as a pastor, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you through it, and I'm going to love you to it. But let me tell you this right here. There's going to come a time that you're going to have to get like David, ain't we, Sister Pam? And David said these words. Boy, when you know something, when you like Paul, Patricia, and you can say, I know whom I have believed in. My word, how do we treat God in 2018, Sister Deborah? We treat him like he done went to sleep. We treat him like he, he's in the bow of a boat somewhere and can't get up. Look at, we need to treat him like them men do. Look at when the, when the winds done got high and the waves done got high, they wouldn't wake up Jesus and he come out there. They said, man, we gonna all die. And he looked out at all that raging water and he looked out at the sea just gonna guff him up and he said, peace. Be still. Bible will teach you that the water just calm down. Look here, I don't know what you, I don't, I don't know some of the hurts you're going through. All, all I can do is bring you the word. All I can do is tell you that God has supplied your every need with compassion, I tell you this, and with love, I tell you this. I tell you what, if I could fix it, 
Ham, if I, if, I could, if I could fix those things like I fix salmon and beans, I'd be making a dish of it, Chad, everywhere I'd go, and we'd carry it. I'd say, just take it. All of a sudden, you'd be shouting. I wish I had something like that I could bring. Right, right in the middle of all that hurt you got. And my word, it would just, you just go to shouting, and, and Brother Eddie, it's over. But see, the Bible said, wait upon the Lord. You got to wait on him. They was leaners. They had come along. They was leaning over David. They was probably putting more pressure. If you ain't helping somebody, you're hurting them. Huh? You ever hurt, hurt somebody and you're tired? You're playing a ball game anyway? Look, and you just give out and you want to sit down. Uh, Brother Brad, and they come up to you, they just lean on you. Say, man, get off of me. Get your hot sweat off of me, man. Stand up on your own self. David looked at them leaners. What are you going to do, David? You done prayed. Now look at you going on. Did you not mean the prayer? Well, David said, I know what I know. I know what I know. He said, here's what I know, y'all. He said, we ain't going to talk about what we don't know. It ain't no need y'all come and say, well, maybe, maybe your son's going to walk back through the door in a few minutes. You know, maybe he's just going to show up to you in a dream or something. Maybe every night that you lay down, I mean, God's going to put it away where his presence is right beside you. David said, well, he would say to you, I don't know about that, but here's what I know. He said, I know that my son can't come here. Why would we preach about a heaven that we would want our loved one to come back here? When they come back here, they're going to come back to sickness. When they come back here, they're going to come back to ridicule. When they come back here, they're going to have folks to talk about them. When they come back here, they're going to come to persecution. When they come back here, they're going to come to hurt. When they come back here, they're going to be up under every disease that can tag on to them. But when we go over yonder, when we get to where glory is, all those things are going to be gone. I believe he said, one thing I know my son can't come here because I got a God's good enough. He done gone to prepare a place for my son. He said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself that there where I am, there you may be also, hallelujah. There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shine still. And I don't know about you, but oh, I want to see him. I want to look up on his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. Oh, it don't mean unto you now. But you start watching your loved ones start kicking out. You start getting phone numbers in your phone. You're looking past. You say, wait a minute. I need to delete that one. Because they're gone. Let me tell you something. I've rode horses with a lot of men and women that's gone. And a whole bunch of them's younger than me. David said, here's what I know. He said, my son can't come here. I come to bring you hope today. Look here, your grandson cannot come here. William, you know he can't come here. William said, one thing I love, Brother Eddie, in the midst of me crying on him Wednesday night, and we gathered in this church, and we made this circle, and they all come around, and, and they loved on him, and, and me just falling on his shoulder, just, just crying, what can I do? How can I help him? And him grabbing me because his son got saved before he, he went, went out yonder in eternity somewhere. He's in heaven. He's waiting on him. David said, it's one thing I know. He can't come here. Not somebody's even going to heaven. They can't come here. 
He said, but one thing I know. I got hope for you today. One thing I know, I can go there. Look here, I know sometimes just like this woman, you look off in the barrel, there ain't nothing there. There, there ain't nothing there. Look here, and I'm gonna put it this way. It ain't because you don't have anything because we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened us and all we gotta do. And it's a hard thing. And one day you may have to tell me the same thing. I want them to put up on the screen a Bible verse that you know by heart. By heart. But I'm waiting you out for a reason. It's time that we keep just reading the Bible. And it's time we start doing the Bible. But I want you to know today that I hurt for you. I don't like to see Big Daddy over laying in that bed. Big Daddy's looking better than he has in a long time. He told me last night he's lost some 120 pounds. We still believe in one day Big Daddy's going to be walking in there. He said, I can't wait. Last night when he was going to eat his supper, they, he said, hold on. I, me and James said, I got to pray. I, I don't like that. I don't like to see him there. I, 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 don't, I don't like that, Randy. I, I didn't like when I was down there. I, I, don't, I didn't like seeing your wife laying there. I, I don't like that. I, I want to just carry him out of here. Just, Lord, let's just make it where we can carry him out of there. But we know the Bible said for all things, work together for the good. I want them to put this little verse up there. You're going to know it so well. But I want you to look at it. And it's Proverbs 3, 5. When you that's going through sorrow, still going through grief, and it ain't got to be a death. It can be somebody done done your own. Life just ain't worked out just exactly like you planned. You really didn't get that job that you wanted. You really didn't get that thing that you wanted. There was something, there was something you wanted, and it just didn't happen, Brother Johnny. It's common to us to lean on things. It is. It's compass for us to come up in our mind to try to fix it in our mind. We're going to try to fix it. But at the end of the day, you need to know this, that you cannot do it in and of yourself. No one has been able to do it. But you'll lean, and you'll do that. And you know what? I'm, I don't want you not to do that, really. I, I'd rather you just get relief that first day, but I, I realize that we got this flesh hanging on us, and we're going to try to work it out in and of ourselves. But the Bible said that weeping may endure for a night. But if you're a child of the king, I got some news for you. Ricky Kill told me, he said, when my son had died, said, I went to church and I screamed in a dark church. He said, God, you done took my son. Just show yourself to me. I'm mad. He said, Brother Eddie, it's just like something just penetrated right back out of heaven, right back into my heart. He said, Ricky Kill, you and your family and everybody you know is going to go to glory. It took my boy from me too. 
I gave him willingly. He said, when the Lord made me realize in the midst of my grief that I was so mad, I was ready to fight with God, when he finally, Brother Eddie, when that thing come out of glory and it hit my soul, he said, Brother Eddie, it's just like that there was just enough room and a Big Mac truck pulled in it. There ain't room to open the doors. There ain't room to do nothing. He said, when God filled me up with that Holy Ghost and comfort that only he can give, he said, there was not room for nothing else. I'm not even talking to you about death right now. That's just one thing. I'm talking to you about another, a lot of other things. You done lean on what you thought you need to do. You done told somebody that's what you're going to do. But I come to tell you, there, that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come. And when joy comes knocking on your door, what are you going to do when joy comes knocking on your door? Said joy done showed up this morning. What are you going to do? You got two choices. It says trust. Trust in the Lord. Can you trust him? Boy, ain't it easy to say with a mouth? Ain't it easy to say with a mouth, I trust the Lord, Brother Eddie? It's easy to say with your mouth. The Bible said that your lips is close. Oh, Lord, my word, even our shout's close. We'll shout, we'll raise our hands, well, we'll worship. But then God comes and he says, I've got, I've got something for you. You've got to trust in the Lord, number one. He says, with all thine heart. Got to get the pills back. Got to get your understanding back. What you understand, his ways is higher than our ways, or the heavens are above the earth. So you just got to say, Lord, you just got to afflict that, Lord, I, I don't know. Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm trying this, and how long is this going to last? And when peace and hope comes knocking at the door, it says, trust in the Lord with all that heart. And it says, lean not. Oh, you don't understand yet. I don't understand. Matter of fact, there's a lot of y'all that's going to go through some things right here. Y'all going through some things. William, you, you're going through some things. Man, I ain't, I ain't had no grandson going to glory. I, I don't know how that feels. Lord, if that was me today, I'd need somebody to preach this message to me, James. I, I'd need somebody to say, Brother Eddie, you're going to have to practice your preaching. I'm going to get mad at you when you tell me that. I'm going to get mad at you. Damn it. One day, God forbid it, I lose one of my grandchildren. You said, Brother Eddie, you're going to have to practice your preaching. I'm going to say, Pam, I ain't ready for you to tell me nothing like that. But I want to go and tell you now, no matter how bad it hurts, tell me how I can get some relief. Every surgery you've ever gone through, you ain't walking there and said, Doctor, I'm just so glad you finna cut on me. I'm so glad, I'm so glad you finna cut on, you're going to so, I, I'm so glad when I wake up, I'm going to hurt. I'm so glad. I don't know, man, I'm ecstatic about you making me hurt like you finna do. I'm, but the truth was you needed some surgery. And no matter how, someone sent me a text this week, said religion is what you got when the Holy Spirit's left the house. Religion is what you got left when the Holy Spirit left the house. 
religion is what you have when you go to church. You know, you, you just can't get to the point to realize about this Holy Spirit this, that he said he's a God of all comfort. Jesus said, if I don't go, he can't come, and I'm closing. But religious, religion is what you got when the Holy Spirit done left the building. Why don't you welcome the Holy Spirit back? Why don't you, after you done grieved and you done weep, why don't you say, Brother Jason, will you just run by me one more time? Huh? Maybe you don't catch it at that time. So wait a minute. Would you just come by one more time? Boy, when it comes by that time, you'd be out there hot somewhere. And man, here come the breeze. I'm talking about it's hotter and hot. We was at a funeral all day down in Ripley. We standing on the hill. It was hot, man. Standing there with a black suit on. It's hot. Here come a breeze. We said, ooh, boy, don't that feel nice. Boy, I wish we could get another one of them. Wasn't long. Here come a breeze again. That's the way that Holy Spirit's doing. You think we didn't all enjoy it? Boy, I remember an old song that said, let it breathe on me. Oh, it says, let it breathe on me. Oh, let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. Lord, let it breathe on me. Lord God, let it breathe on me. Let the breath of God now breathe on me. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Watch it right here. And lean not on thine own understanding. We got some more. Lean not on your own understanding. Look here. Your heart, I lied to you. And I think the rest of it, Sister Sarah said, and in all thy ways, acknowledge him. I believe that's what that got David through, what he knew. Why don't you operate, Brother William, like you did Wednesday? You keep on operating on what you know, not what you think. And the Bible said he'll direct your paths. Boy, don't it feel good to walk with Jesus. I hope I've encouraged you today, and I want to tell you something. No matter what you're going through, it ain't got to be dead. It would be in hardship to come. It would be something bigger than what you ever thought that ever come in your life. But I tell you what, if you'll just trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord, and don't lean on your own understanding. I want to ask you this morning, in closing, as they play an invitation, do you have any hope today? Do you have any hope? Hopeless is when you don't have Christ living inside of your life. Hopeless is where you've never been born of the Spirit of God. Hopeless is where you went to a church one Sunday morning or VBS somewhere. And you walked down an aisle and you did a good religious thing, but you never received the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hopeless is like the young man was riding down a road with... And it was cold and rainy, and the man picked him up and he asked him where he was going. He told him he was going home. He asked him where he'd been. He told him, well, me and my mother and daddy got in a fight, and one night I had to leave the house. He asked him, he said, where are you headed now? And he said, well, I'm headed home. He said, well, what makes you think you're going to get to go home? He said, well, about three weeks ago, he said, I 
Went by the church one night. I was walking, and I walked up on the church porch, and the man was talking about Jesus. This man named Jesus, and I, I was just sitting outside the door. I was too dirty to go in, and he said when he gave him the invitation, he called the invitation. He said if I would trust in the Lord that Jesus had died for me, that if I'd do that, that Jesus would come into my heart and save me. And he told that man, not knowing that he was a preacher himself, he said, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. He said, but I'm going to tell you something. He said, it seemed like a car was lifted off my shoulder. He said, there's a peace come on me like I've never seen before. And he said, mister, you've been good to me. And he said, right over that next hill right there is where I called home. And he said, I really can't look. Will you look for me and see if there's a ribbon tied in an apple tree on the left of the next house that we're going to go by? The man driving the car said, what am I going to do if it ain't nothing hanging in that tree? The young man said, if it's nothing hanging in the tree, don't feel bad at my mother and daddy. I don't deserve to get to stop. When they got to the house where the apple tree was, the man driving the car said, son, I don't think you got nothing to worry about. He said, not only there's something up in that apple tree white hanging, he said, but somebody done climbed all over that tree and tied white ribbons all over it, and it's just a great big old snowball. Somebody's went to a lot of trouble. He said, and better than that, there's a little lady and a man out there beside the road. They done tied three sheets together, and they got red road on them sheets. Come on home, son. Come on home. If you lost today, God done went to a lot of trouble for you to be saved today. He went to a lot of trouble turning his back on his only begotten son so today you could have a chance to be free the rest of your life. Today you can take the shackles off and you can take the chains off and you can say sin don't reign over me no more. I've got a Holy Spirit living inside of me. I've still got flesh on my bone. I'm not going to be perfect, but sin won't reign. Sin won't lord over me anymore. Sin don't have no dominion over me anymore. I'm accepting God's grace and God's mercy, and I want his Holy Spirit to live inside of me. See, we all know what we need to do. We just don't want to do it. Then if you're suffering today, you're going through a hard time, and I'm telling you again, it don't have to be death. It's just, I'm just in a spot. I'm in a pickle. Whatever it is, I come to tell you today, Jesus went to a whole lot of trouble so you wouldn't have to hurt today. Jesus went to a whole lot of trouble, Brother Kenneth, so we wouldn't have to walk out that door defeated today. Jesus went to a whole lot of trouble so when you walked out that door today, you could be happy. You could have a smile on your face. And you could walk out that door singing, And I know my Redeemer lives. And I know my Redeemer, he lives. You just better be glad I don't know the rest of the song. I'd sing it all twice. Thank you. Will you stand to your feet? Now, if you're just hurting today, you come to the altar. You cast all your cares upon the Lord. He cares for you. You're hurting today. You're saved in this house today, and you're hurting. You need to come, and you need to cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you today. If you're here and you're lost today, you're lost. You have never really, Brother Eddie, when I put it in my hand, as you got your head bowed this morning,
I want to ask you something about salvation. If you stood before the Lord this morning,